This is Again for the First Time with your host, Darren Redmond. You know, the name of this podcast is Again for the First Time, and those words ring true ring Christmas bells. Okay, we're ready. Uh, ring true today as I talk to. Dr. Nina Radcliffe, who uh, is uh, what I hope she sees as a friend that we've spoken previous, helped us all get through uh, COVID. And uh, when we spoke on my last podcast, podcast, and I am so happy to have you on my Christmas episode. And we we are talking literally hours after um, you sitting ringside for CFFC 122, Cage Fury, First, Doctor, how are you today? I am blessed. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Oh, we froze. I'm actually tearing up when you were um, introducing me. Um, yeah, so last night we were at, I was at ringside. I'm a physician for the New Jersey mm-hmm. Athletic Commission, mm-hmm. which again, this is how our God works Amen. in ways that we may plan our steps, but he has our path already written. I am not a fighter. I like I, I'm a mixed martial artist fighter. I'm not a boxer, but I was asked to be a physician at ringside to take care of the fighters before, during, and after um, the fight. And mm-hmm. it's just, I've been almost like nine, 10 years now. And it's just opened these beautiful paths and meeting these amazing people. And again, just the manifestation of what an amazing God that we have. <laughs> You know, it's it's said many times in songs and in literature about uh, you want to make God laugh. Tell me your plans. I mean, you you did not seek this. It it happened, and you were open to it. That calling, uh, because now you are not just doing uh, mixed martial arts and uh, boxing in New Jersey. You're on the WBO Executive Physician Council. Talk a little bit more about that, yeah. please. Yeah, so it's the World Boxing Association, which is the largest, most um, respected um, sanctioning body in boxing. So they're all the title fights and stuff. And during COVID, I even had the opportunity, even though I'm a physician, to be the supervisor, which means I ensure that the rules are met. That mm-hmm. everything is what's supposed to be in terms of the fight, whether it's the ringside, the proper way methods of judging, that the fights are fair. And I had the honor of doing uh, Manny Pacquiao's last fight in Vegas. Oh, so I've flown all over the world. And there's, was it last year? I think I was in the, um, the United Kingdom four times for it. Met great people at the British Boxing Commission. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot. And it's just, I love learning. I think that's sure. just there's so much that we're part of. We don't see outside of our bubble. What a world it is and things that are important, the culture of combat sports. Um, mm-hmm. I was in Rome a little bit ago. And of course at the Coliseum. Beautiful oh, photos you took too from there. That was epic. I'm sorry. Thank it just you. Is beautiful. Yeah, no, thank you. And it's just, it's amazing history. So there was combat sports back then. It was entertainment, but these are people's livelihoods. This mm-hmm. is what people do. And it's brought some people out of abject poverty. For example, Manny Pacquiao, he was homeless, and then he sat there and came up this way. Some a 15-year-old homeless kid was found and became perhaps one of the be- biggest boxing names in the sport. And he sent so much, and he's lived it through his faith as well. And I met him, I know him, and to watch him wear his faith on his sleeve mm-hmm. is just a testament of how God uses his everything is for God's glory. Yep, amen. Oh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amen. 
So I, I want to ask you one question um, that I was thinking about as I was preparing for our, our discussion today. As a, I was an, a certified amateur judge, boxing judge in California, and I see the haggling, the <laughs> doc, doc, they're okay, you know, like this is okay. Without, you can't say exactly. Tell me about your feel. I mean, your expertise, your years between, hey, this person has that stick to and this person is really in danger of dying. It, it cannot be easy. I mean, how do you mentally prepare for that? And what do you look for? Well, I'm an anesthesiologist, which means I take care of patients in critical settings acutely, meaning in the moment. So, mm -hmm. you know, putting breathing tubes in, doing um, life support. So I'm trained for it. And right. it's also become like second nature. It's like, this is what we have to do. And the more chaotic the field gets, the calmer I have to be to ensure that there is success. And, you know, before I used to think it was of me until I learned better. And I know that this is God's grace upon me. And this mm -hmm. is what God wants me to do. And for some reason during that time, I just know what to do. Not because of Nina, right. but because of God's beautiful grace, because he wants me to do this for somebody else. Um, I've been trained to do what I do. Now, of course, we're always learning um, in the field of concussions and head injuries has expanded significantly. And even yesterday, we had somebody who won the fight, was so happy, ran off the stage. And I was like, why is he running? He's supposed to stop and see me. Right. <laughs> and he went to go throw up. And mm -hmm. I was like, wait a second. And while he's like, I've done it before. And you know, and he's like, oh, I'll just, I'll just check in with you later. I was like, no, you bought yourself a lottery ticket to the emergency room because Thank we just you. don't know. Thank There's you. things yeah. that it's important. You know, doctors don't just say, take two of these and call me in the morning, or this is what it is. Mm -hmm. When we have a suspicion, we're meant to, you know, say it's either this, this, or this. We're also taught to know what cannot be reversed what can be right. deadly what can be lethal and my worst case scenario is he has something going on in his brain but sure. i can't see that i can suspect it the way we diagnose it is through a test like an mri or a ct scan and i don't have that with me so i know when to hand over care and that's an important aspect you know what you don't know and you know what you need to get in order to find the answer and so um i work with a great team of people um i talked to the commissioner i said this is why send him he got a lottery ticket to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I have to tell you and sometimes i'm sure they tell you and i'm sure a lot of times they don't i talk to a lot of athletes uh here with this podcast uh, and i was an athlete myself they are thankful for what you do they may uh, complain and say no no doc don't stop the fight but they're just trying to front in front of all the people who care about them around i'm tough Absolutely. i can do this Deep down inside, they want to go home to their families. They Absolutely. want to live. They want to have a full and thriving life. And uh, they might not tell you, but they're very thankful for what you do. Right, right. We might be on the sideline, but we are there to watch them ensure that the safety of the sport continues in order to advance it continually. You can't have a sport where the people we're watching are like the gladiators. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that they are safe and that they can continue to fight another day. And so, yeah, there's been times where people have been disappointed, but they live to fight another day. Well, that's and, so um, and, you know, I work with a great group of people. The New Jersey Athletic Commission is excellent and um, they always support it because safety is number one. You can't walk back from certain things. 
you know, and um, you know, one of the many reasons that uh, I've I've gotten to know you through your work on on television news outlets and of course on social media, where I think your empire really has expanded exponentially. <laughs> no, it's true. You also I keep talk. I use this theme um, with you walk this wonderful fine line, where you are always positive, but yet you're not fake. You know, you don't sit there and go, okay, that. You know, that's just somebody saying, hey, have a great, no, you're like, it's going to be tough out there. You know, COVID. <laughs> it's not going to be easy, you know, but we yeah. can get through this. You know, you show these wonderful images, you know, of, of uh, whether you're in Rome at the Colosseum, which well, I really was just, I thought it was epic. Or, you know, you're out somewhere or things. This is what, this is God's world. This is what you're able to do. Um, walk me through that because it's not easy being out there and positive and authentic. It's not that easy. But when you have God with you, it's a lot easier than people think. Oh, God. Um, Elohim, mm -hmm. you know, God Almighty. He's our creator. He's our host. We are in his world. And, you know, I read verifiously, or I read a lot, and I'm in the word. And the word is the only book where the author loves you. And then the more we read and spend time with it, the more we love the author. Mm -hmm. When we understand God's word, which then became flesh and walked amongst us mm -hmm. and that he came, oh, sorry. No, um, and I could not live. I wouldn't want to live without God. Mm -hmm. And he makes it so easy when you have unconditional love, because that's what we're looking for. We're looking, we're going to wells and trying to drink of the water, the woman, the Samarian woman. Mm. We are thirsty. We are built hardwired. God created us to worship him. But many times in our fallen world, we tend to look to other things to worship, whether it's relationships, title, prestige, money, fame, whatever it is. And they never provide a satisfaction. Um, and that's why we keep going back to that well, to keep drinking of it. But only Jesus provides everlasting, you know, life and water that fills and that we can be quenched that he is, you know, when we hunger and thirst for his righteousness, that's what we do. We're filled. And I'm overwhelmed. I grew up, um, my parents are Hindus and I grew up not knowing Jesus Christ and his love, but I always knew there was love and something there. I just couldn't put it in words. I couldn't, um, I didn't study it. And I had majored in religious studies, um, in college. I didn't finish up my, um, my major just because I, I was able to graduate and I got into medical school. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was always searching, Mm -hmm. And through the events of life, usually we don't seek God um, unless there's a problem, unless right. you have the fortunate legacy of having a house of faith. And mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that God forgets you, but you can always create your legacy, which is what I've done for my daughter is mm -hmm. I create that legacy. And that's the most important legacy I can give her, not the investments or the money, but it's the legacy of having a faith filled life. And um, absolutely. And it's, you know, and God wanted God wants us. Mm -hmm. He's always with us. And I remember times where I'm like, God, before I was deeper of faith and just said, okay, I hand it to you. Where were you when I was suffering? It was through a horrible, horrible divorce that I went through that brought me to God. And God didn't want me to suffer and struggle, but he used that painful experience to bring me to him. And God is great, greatest in our 
and our weakness. His grace is greatest. And that's why the apostle Paul, sorry, I, um, overwhelmed by this um no thank you the apostle paul says he is greatest in his weakness Mm -hmm. because that's when god is most present i had to be on my knees and say i submit to you Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna out of works of the flesh try to figure this out i can't figure this out i am poor in spirit Mm -hmm. i need you and let me tell you it's the only time in my life i've had peace is when i'm completely dependent upon god so he's always on my mind always on my lips always on my heart And it is such a beautiful thing to walk with him every step and to know I'm loved unconditionally. And that's the thing is we have nothing left to do but pray. No, we should always pray first. And Mm -hmm. that means communication with God, talking to him, asking him, even if you don't get the answer, so it be, at least you Mm -hmm. know you're loved. And I think about Jesus. So if I can't enjoy the moment and the things in it, I can enjoy Jesus at any moment, anytime, because his yoke is easy. His burden is light. He is meek. And it's such a beautiful thing. And it overwhelms me. And, you know, I just feel like, how can he love us? But he does. Mm -hmm. And that's my goal. And, you know, the moon doesn't actually have any light in and of itself. It's a dark place. Right. But it has the, reflects the light Mm -hmm. of the sun. Oh, absolutely. And And uh, it's the same thing when it comes yeah, and it comes same thing when it comes to love. Mm-hmm. We're faulty. We're sinful creatures. We, yep. you know, but when we receive the love of God, we can reflect it. We know how to love because we were first loved. Oh, oh absolutely. And and you know, and that, was, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, no. it's that's why when every time I look at the moon, I'm like, that needs to be us. Right. No, it's true. I mean, C.S. Lewis talks about how. You know, if God wanted us to be robots, he would have made us automatronic. Amen. And um, why, quote unquote, bad things happen and sometimes no cold need, just horrible things happen, I don't know. Um, I can only share things that I do know. Um, and just, I mentioned this on my podcast previous, and I, and I might have told you before real quick. When I was a young kid, I remember... Uh, after my parents divorced and uh, you know, my dad went through his, his alcoholism and such. Mm. Um, I used to sit there and sometimes I wonder, why am I going through this? I would sit in front of the television and black and white television, I'm as old as dirt. And, <laughs> um, and I'd wrap my head and it's, it's self-soothing and wonder what's going on. And, and I just, I remember 35 years later, I'm doing private security and um, for, for people such as yourself, quite frankly, and um, I'm bouncing in New York City. And I remember one day I see a guy and I could tell he's an off-duty cop. And he's on the phone. What do you mean, Mike? He doesn't want to talk to me. I'm about to be put up on charges, this and that. And he hangs up the phone and slams it down, drinks some more, repeats himself. And as he's walking out the door, he says to me, don't be don't be surprised if the next time you hear is a gunshot. And I remember touching him on the shoulder, and right then I knew why I went through all that stuff as a kid. That moment was for that time. And I said to him, "Listen, your your effing kid is what I said to him. Just wants to watch television." And he says, "What do you mean?" And we talked for twenty minutes. I said, "You have the bar. You have your friends." Your seven, eight-year-old kid has nobody but that television. 
He doesn't want to hear his parents fight. He doesn't want to. He just wants to watch television. Let him have that time. And we just talked for a while. And then he said, I got a lot to think about. And I get emotional about this now. And he comes back about 20 minutes later. I didn't expect to see him again. And he says, I just felt the need to tell you I'm going home. Yeah. I mean, that's how it works, mm-hmm. right? We don't know how. It's not a, it's not a finite math equation. No, it's not. But just be, op- <laughs> but just be open. Yeah. So what do you have to be, as we recap 2023, there's a lot of positive things in the world. Share with me, if you can, some things that you're joyful about this time of year. Well, I'm joyful. It's the Advent, not just the first coming. We see Jesus came to us as a baby in the most Mm -hmm. unusual way, you know, not among a king and thrones and majesty in a manger, Mm -hmm. meek, humble, in poverty. And who came to him? The shepherds. And I just want to celebrate the story. It's so unusual. And this was called before in Isaiah and Ezekiel. And it was for, it was foretold all these things and it happened. And so I'm just moved by the season. And, you know, I accept the fact that this may have piggybacked upon a pagan holiday, but it doesn't take away from the fact at this time of year, because it's likely this happened maybe in April or in the springtime with the way the sheep were described, mm-hmm. but we're still celebrating the advent yep. that Jesus came to us. Mm-hmm. And so I can't, control it all the commercialism the consumerism we have to put aside and so we want to take our children to go see santa we Mm. need to take them to church we need to give them that Mm. legacy of it and i just love celebrating the joy people love this time of year many of them because it's family time um Mm. they spend time the things that we should be doing all year round and then also preparing us for the advent of jesus's second coming Mm. is what i love about this um you know, people struggle at this time. This is a good time where, you know, we need to start re-understanding our life as faith. You know, faith is one of the hardest things to put because you can't palpate it. As humans, we want to be able to feel, touch, see. We're so used to it. We've gotten our minds numbed with social media and internet. You can't even... So we believe in the internet, but we don't believe in God. So I encourage people to start having a personal relationship with mm-hmm. God. God will work with you and he works in such amazing ways. Um, you know, this is a time where people sometimes struggle with, um, you know, regrets. Um, that's mm-hmm. the beautiful thing about Jesus. He forgives us for even the unforgivable things because that's the kind of God that he is. So I encourage people to to reach out, you know, we're meant to worship something. The amount of time that we spend on social media or the amount of time mm-hmm. we spend surfing mm-hmm. the internet or whatever else we do, we need to have God on our mind all the time. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, a lot of times people say to me something you mentioned earlier, they'll say something like, you know, that uh, Christmas is really, uh, most of the aspects of it is from a pagan holiday. And, and then, and they want to get me off my quote unquote game because, and I just say, and, and, and yeah, yeah. And. I mean, and, you know, isn't it a wonderful world when we can take aspects of different things and different cultures and put them together and find a nice, peaceful way of doing things? Right. Why not? Well, you know, Jesus might, was not born on that day. Why do you care when we celebrate somebody's it birthday? Doesn't matter. I mean, I accept it, I acknowledge yeah. it. Why do you care? Yeah, and it's always somebody wants to question or make you, uh, you know, test your faith. And that's mm-hmm. the thing with faith. 
can't prove it. And right. as humans, we want to reason and understand everything. So it's not the definition of faith. Mm -hmm. But we can still celebrate his advent. Amen. We can 100%. still remind ourselves. 100%. And exactly. And that's the way I look at it. There's things I just can't explain. It's okay. But yeah. what's the harm in me celebrating the fact that Jesus did come and walk this earth? And that is a fact. And that, you know, we, this is our opportunity to deepen our relationship with him, to celebrate the mysteries. These are mysteries. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's what we need to ponder about. Yep. And that's the way I look at it. And, you know, I pray for them. And that's my prayer for people. That's one of the things I never knew how to pray for people because people always pray when they want something, whether it's mm -hmm. healing, those are legitimate things, or they want their promotion. Those are things you can pray, you can ask, you may receive it, but it only fits in God's plan. But yep. I've learned to pray to increase people's faith. Uh, pray to uh, increase absolutely. their faith. I pray for myself to increase sure. my faith, not I want this, this and this, increase my faith. I believe God, but help me for the times I didn't believe enough that I didn't just completely trust you and hand it over to you. That doesn't mean we don't walk around with responsibility and things that we have to do, but I ask God for increasing my wisdom, my understanding to bring peace always to help me with his mercy for mm -hmm. myself, but also for others. And those types of aspects, spirits, um, you know, fruits of the spirit. And so, you know, we, we have to accept that there's unbelievers, but what can we do to show them the light? Because guess what? The light can't be put under a, what was it? Under a bushel or hidden. And we are the salt of this earth. And that's what that's we right. have to continue yep. walking in. People don't understand. And what I've learned that sometimes at work, you know, I'm there. I usually sit by myself. I'll read. Um, I'll be reading about the word instead of mm -hmm. saying they're gossiping and stuff. And while people may not necessarily join me at work and do that, when there is a problem, they come to me or they call yep. me or they text me. So the it light does something. shine, yep. not because of me. The light shines because God loves me. And that shines out in that wisdom. And it's a beautiful thing. And it's not every day. It might be once a week. It might be once a month. But you make that powerful feeling. I had a patient the other day as she was going to sleep. She was very nervous. And it's easy to kind of like rush through things and whatever. But for some reason, God said, just take your time. Mm -hmm. Take your time with her and stand there with her. And as she's going off to sleep, kind of like half in our senses. And she's saying, I just want to tell you, thank you so much. I've been needing to do the surgery for months. I've been thinking about it. And you made me feel better. <laughs> she fell off right, right, right. Yep. And the funny part is my boss was there in the room. He was helping me push the bed and stuff. And he heard this and the things and he kind of just like looked at me and I was like, okay, but this is what we do. We touch people's lives in whatever way it is. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. And then, you know, again, when people are sometimes trying to pick a fight, that in a sense is something that uh, comes from some place that needs to be addressed one day not that there's anything wrong with that but <laughs> but you know people say well what are you trying to say the non-believer is going to hell or this that that's not up to me no that's up to god my job is to love everybody my job is to show Amen. peace my job Amen. is to authentically do the best i can which doesn't Amen. mean i'm going to be perfect Right, it no. just means that we're going to be the best we can be. Because here's Amen. the here's the thing: when I get knocked silly in a in an MMA fight or a WBO fight, right? Do I care what what the, the the good doctor's background is? Do I care who they pray to? Do I care who? I just know that this is a good person. My father taught me long ago. Um, 
when we would talk about different things when I was a kid. You know, when the fire, fire person comes in through the window or the cop bursts through the door to help you, you don't ask who they're married to. You don't ask who they pray to. You're just yeah. thankful that they're there. Live your life that way. And as individuals, we find God uh, um, in the best way that we can. And I tell my friends, for example, who um, are non-believers, that for now, God can stand for good, orderly direction. Just live your life a certain way that works best for you and for society around you. And isn't it funny when you're not looking, you find things? Happens all the time, right? When you're not looking, you find things, right? I was looking for my keys for hours. I stopped looking and there's my keys. You know, sometimes it's there because we get all that clutter out of our head. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very uh, thankful for my family, for good friends, for having a God who loves me, obviously, for, for most of all. Um, 2024, before I let you go, tell me a little bit about your 2024, your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, and everything else. Well, you know, one time it would be, I want to do this, 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 and this. I want to deepen my relationship with Jesus. Amen. I want to be more like him. Mm -hmm. I want people to see that on me and be drawn to why I can still have a smile on my face when things are not perfect. Or why I can still emanate that love and joy and that peace. And joy is not, you know, just being happy. Happy is happenstance. It depends upon the circumstance. But it's that contentment that you know God's love and justice exists. And so things might not be fine, perfect, but I can still be content. I can still have joy and I can emanate that. And I want that to be something that continues to grow. I want to be in the word more. I want to do less of things that don't bring me closer to God. I want to have more people of faith so I can learn from them. Um, I want to, I mean, my goals are really just to deepen my faith with with God because, you know, to live as Christ and to die as gain. I know where I'm going. I And the one thing that really hits me is when things seem unpleasant or painful, I know God's in charge. Mm -hmm. I know where I am a citizen of. It's not here. That's right. That's right. I am here as an ambassador. I need yep. to know the language, the customs, and the ways, but mm -hmm. I don't need to adopt them as if this is my country, as if this is where I'm a citizen. I am not. Nope. We are here to walk our time here, but we go back to our creator, and I know where I belong. And that helps me when things are challenging, or if I don't understand it, or I don't agree with something, or I think this person's way off in this management, but I can still be of peace and mm -hmm. be like Jesus. Jesus only lost his temper one time and it was right. righteous anger. And then he mm -hmm. made a change in that way, but it wasn't, he's, you know, going mad because somebody honked at him or he feels he was disrespected. He was constantly disrespected. And that's what I want is to be more like him. Oh, to be absolutely. more of him. I want to be less judgmental. We're all judgmental. I want to definitely not gossip, speak ill of people. I want to pray for other people. I hope to bring my light that brings them to Christ. And that's those are my goals. I mean, in terms of what's on this earth, I really just don't know. God puts these things in my path that happen, things that I had expected and was disappointed. I don't have those expectations anymore, but it took 46 years to kind of get to that point where, you know, I receive it 
because I don't deserve it. I receive it and I'm grateful for it. Even the bad, because what is God trying to teach me from this moment? What is he trying to teach me? Or is he just saying, have faith in me? I will work all things out for good. Maybe not in this moment, but all things in the end will be good. You're spending more time with me. You're trusting me. Mm-hmm. You're getting through this. You know, I'm there. Don't be afraid. And that's my goal. Be not afraid. I love that. You know, mm-hmm. um, if I may share mine real quick before I let yes. you go. And, and this might sound counterintuitive, but... Um, as I paraphrase, do unto others as you want others to do unto you. Let us remember part of that is treat yourself well. And mm-hmm. by that meaning, stop being, you don't want to beat up your neighbor. Don't beat up yourself. You made a mistake, a really, even a bad mistake. God has already forgiven you. Forgive yourself, move on. Mm-hmm. And you have worth because you exist. You have worth because you are loved. You have worth, not because of the nine, nine or ten things that uh, you might have did bad previous or written. I really hear, no, you you are living, you are breathing, you could be redeemed. Remember, a murderer, a criminal, a tax yeah. collector, call Peter, whatever you want, <laughs> call Paul, whatever you want to call him, wrote most of the New Testament. I mean, yeah. this is what, so... I want to continue to understand that I want to try to live in grace and treat myself with grace. We have to stop beating ourselves up. You're the doctor. You know how that can make somebody physically and mentally ill by right. just living in that. And just don't allow that to happen, people. And uh, I want to tell you, Doctor, Merry Christmas. Very Merry Christmas. And, and may all of God's blessings be with you and your family and your loved ones and the strangers that have never met you yet. Oh. May they live in peace. Be well. Be well. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs>